Welcome to the Business Leader Insight podcast. We have a very special event for you today. It's an interview with Alpesh Patel, OBE. Uh, Alpesh is an authority on investment stocks and shares and where businesses and individuals should invest their money. For more special events and to look at our upcoming interviews, visit www.businessleader.co.uk and click on our virtual events page. Hello and welcome to this special live Business Leader interview today with Alpesh Patel, OBE. Alpesh, for those that don't know, is a private equity fund manager and dealmaker for the Department of International Trade's Global Entrepreneur Programme. Uh, Alpesh is also a former Financial Times columnist, and he has his own show on Bloomberg about investing. All of this experience has made Alpesh a global authority on investing. So in this live interview, We'll be talking to him about investing in markets and what train trends you should be aware of. If you're not familiar with Business Leader, do go visit our website at www.businessleader.co.uk. And thank you to our sponsor today, Peer Networks, which is part of the Department for Business, Energy and Industrial Strategy. So we'll welcome uh, Al Pesh now. Good morning. How are you? I'm well, thank you very much. Good stuff. Well, I mean, what what year we've had, um, Alpesh? I mean, it'd just be good just to start to see, you know, how how have things been in your world? Well, you know, the funny thing is, you you mentioned Bayes, the uh, Department for Business, uh, Energy, Industrial Strategy, and this morning I was listening to BBC uh, Today program on Radio Four, and the Secretary of State Alok Sharma got a massive shout out because of the vaccine. So I'm not looking back at how the year has been. I'm looking forward to getting this vaccine and getting back to a bit of normality and and aren't we all? Uh, so I've got to say, I'm, I'm trying, like most business people, you know, and people listening to this, just trying to make sure we keep that sort of that genetic optimism that we have to get us through this sort of last leg, the last few months before uh, we get uh, vaccinated, let's put it that way. So um, yeah, forget what this year's been like, it's all right, it's gonna, it's gonna be erased. No, good stuff. I think that that that's that's very good um, outlook there, uh, Alpesh. So I just want to also now just just get straight into kind of uh, investing. I mean, when when um, you kind of uh, look to invest, I mean, what how do you decide which which public stocks to to invest in, Alpesh? See, I think a lot of private investors and business owners as well do it the wrong way. What they end up doing because of confusion, they end up going to journalists. And no offense to journalists, journalists are great at a variety of things, but fund management is not a journalist job. And so uh, uh, then the, the, the investor will throw their hands in the air and go, oh, God, well, I don't know, I'll get this, I'll get all this noise being thrown at me. And they'll say, I'll just get to an expert. Now, I'm afraid I don't think fund managers should be trusted. Uh, uh, there's ample research. I've written about it in my FT columns. There's ample research to show they can't outperform an index. And that's worrying because the FTSE 100 index is at the same level it's been in 1999. So a lot of long-only fund managers for the last 21 years have been collecting fees and jetting off around the world and have been able to justify their existence on the back of, well, we've done nothing for 21 years, but neither's the index. Whereas if you look at the American markets, of course, there's ample opportunity. So what I do is I filter, filter, filter. I want companies with not only good valuations, I don't look for one style, I want good valuations, good revenue growth, good consistent cash flow growth. I want a, a high average return and a track record of it with, with low volatility around that. And they might say, well, wait a minute, where the hell do you get all that information data? Actually, there's lots of free tools on the web. I hold 15 stocks for 12 months and then review. So there's no chasing and constantly you know, pulling up the roots to see how they're doing. It makes for a far easier life. And I think all private investors 
uh, uh, should be uh, can do it and should be doing it in their ices and sips. Yeah, that's that's, that's really um, good insight there. Uh, Alpish. Obviously, you know, the, the news agenda has, has been, been, you know, there's been so many spikes this year, but we've had the Biden election and vaccine uh, most recently. I mean, what 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 impact did that have on the markets, to, uh, in your opinion? Well, if you look at the US markets, I was looking at it late last night, they're at all-time highs. Can you believe it? They're at all-time highs. I mean, you, you'd, you'd think that that does not make sense. And then you look at the earnings and the profitability of the underlying companies. And I'm not just talking about the tech. I'm not just talking about Microsoft, Apple, Alphabet, yeah, the, the usual suspect. I'm talking a broader spectrum. Of course, there's a massive swathes of the economy suffering. There always are. But what I'm saying is, if their market's on the back of earnings, not on the back of uh, uh, numbers of users, as we had in you know the 2000 tech bubble, we're talking about actual profitability is soaring. Then we've got this revolution towards online and digital, which is generating results. So to that extent, Actually, the pandemic saw a fall in March, well, February 21st to March 21st. And after that, uh, uh, you've had 100% returns in some some major billion-dollar companies. But, you know, there's an old saying in the markets, elephants don't dance. In other words, big companies are not meant to su- supposed to give you those kind of returns. So you have the safety of a big name, yet giving those gigantic returns off the back of strong balance sheets, cash flow generation, and uh, profitability, earnings, earnings. And people say, oh, well, surely they're overvalued. Actually, when you look at the earnings they're generating, uh, they're not overvalued. They're not even overvalued. So it's it's been, in that sense, if I put it, you know, it's sort of an odd thing to say, it's been an exciting time because when you're getting the, those kind of returns, you're thinking, well, thank God there's some good news which has been out there uh, and your money's working hard for you. Uh, uh, and, and that's the great thing about investing. You're cloning yourself so that your investments are making money for you. So there's two of you, not just the business you earning earning your income, but also uh, uh, the investor you, uh, where the capital is working because the guy at Apple or or Microsoft or Square or PayPal, whatever I've invested in, uh, is working for me as well. That's really interesting, uh, Alpes. And do, do you think there can be a, a little bit of a gamble in terms of investing around news, though? You know, we've had a vaccine, so I look towards kind of medical companies. Do you, do, you, do you have any insight there? That's the problem. And that's what you've got to avoid doing. The problem is 90% of private investors will gamble around news. They don't know they're gambling. They think, oh, Alpes, I heard there's a vaccine. I heard that Biden will go into healthcare stocks. And then they'll read the articles in the newspaper and they'll get all these emails and they will start gambling around news. 90% of people who invest are gambling without realizing they're gambling. If you want to gamble around how effective a vaccine is going to be, when it's going to be rolled out and all the rest of it, go to Ladbrokes. If you want to gamble on whether or not there'll be a Brexit deal, go to Ladbrokes. There's many people who can uh, sound very clever about Brexit and policy decisions and what's going to happen. Don't second guess it. The kind of companies you want are the resilient ones, which in when February to March, when the stock market fell, they, these stocks were the ones which fell the least and rebounded the quickest. Now, to give an obvious, easy example as a case study, if you look at a Microsoft, probably arguably the safest company in the world, let's, let's, let's just make that assumption for a moment, fell the least, rebounded the most. They still fall, but fell the least, rebounded faster. Flight to quality, strong growing cash flows, strong uh, earnings growth, uh, uh, good valuations based on profitability and all those other factors I mentioned. And there's and there's other companies like that. There's not many because, as you can imagine, business is hard. You can't just create companies like this, which have those kind of characteristics, I'm afraid. Uh, and that's why people tend to go, go towards sort of like, like moths to a light bulb, that the news item and the sexy story as humans were conditioned to follow stories. I don't like stories. I want hard data, facts, 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 not the stories. And that's how I get the the, the individual stops.
No, I think that that's really good um, advice, Halpesh. And, and you know, you, you mentioned earlier about the companies that that, that have that kind of profitability and, and and the safe bets like Microsoft. Can you give our viewers any kind of tips around companies and sectors they should be looking at now? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll give you some names which come from my research. Now, this is uh, and these are billion dollar companies. So they're not ones that you know by people listening to this they're going to move the share price on. Uh, but also, it's not financial advice because I don't know the individual circumstances of the people there. But I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about: good, solid businesses. And by the way, I love looking at these companies themselves because as a businessman I want to see what they're doing right you know and it's 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 always it's always great to learn from these kind of companies so I'll tell you what came up on the research based on valuation growth income momentum cash flow tech target I'd never heard of it it popped up on the on the results it's like a sort of google for businesses and it gets a cut when those deals are made multi-billion dollar deals it works out when people are searching for you know, buying big ticket items on the internet. And it works out who's searching when they're ready using sort of clever algorithms, all the rest of it, and then lets the sellers know this person at Oracle is looking to buy a brand new system. And you think, surely they don't just Google it. No, they search on specialist sites. Those specialist sites are owned by Tech Target. So that's one. Square, the payment processors, okay? Still looking solid. PayPal, names we've all heard of, still looking solid. Uh, uh, there's, um, uh, uh, there's an article called Tradebook, which is, again, sorry, Trade Desk, Trade Desk. Uh, again, valuation, growth, income, momentum. And then, of course, you know, perennial favorites, the easier ones, the Amazons and uh, Apple, Microsoft, uh, Alphabet. That, that's, that's the easy side of things. Uh, uh, I still own uh, Visa and Adobe from before. But, yeah, the, the sort of lesser known names that I'm particularly uh, liking at the moment, like I said, Tech Target uh, uh, is one. And like I said, billion dollar business, never heard of it. Uh, and I look at the financials and I think, wow. And and I think I, I picked it about three weeks ago. I have a Telegram channel where I post things that I find uh, and it's already up 30%. That's not off the back of media buzz or, you know, kind of, it's not a cryptocurrency kind of thing. It's just solid results. And as we know with companies, when they've got solid management, guess what? The value gets eventually recognized. You mentioned kind of business owners there. Uh, but what, what investing errors do you think business leaders make when it comes to, to their businesses? See, conventionally, the wisdom has been that business owners should only invest in their own business. And of course, that's why you're in business. Uh, however, uh, uh, I'm in business and I invest in other companies as well. And the reason for that is whatever I'm doing, uh, uh, I've got my eggs in my own basket. Let's put it that way. And it makes sense for me to own for my SIP or my pension uh, uh, to own shares in other big high growth companies because I know I don't I don't employ all the best talent in the world. I happen to know Apple's got a few clever talented people. I'm going to say yeah, but you won't get the kind of returns you do in your business. Uh, uh, and uh, but actually, it diversifies. It allows whatever happens in my business, whatever resilience I'm trying to build in my business. It means that I've also got a separate pot. And I think that's what a lot of business owners don't do. They don't. You know, they neglect their pensions, they neglect their savings, and they don't even know they can invest in international companies uh, in those SIPs and ISAs. And I know from my family's experience as well, they neglected their pensions and ISAs because they put everything into their businesses. You know, they'll pay the, obviously the salary bills of their staff before they will uh, put money into their pension. Of course they will. But uh, by neglecting that, uh, and when the, when times were good, uh, what ended up happening is they didn't have that diversification. And I think what I'd say to business owners is, even if it's starting with a very small amount, just top that up. Don't don't ignore it because you'll get Apple working for you, and Microsoft working for you, and guess what? A hundred percent return isn't bad in a year uh, in a big giant company, is it? 
you know, you might think, no, 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 they can't grow. My business is the one that's going to grow. Well, actually, they can and do. And like I said, there's other companies, big, giant, I'm talking billion-dollar companies like that, which are still um, growing very fast and rapidly. I think that's really good advice. And just if, if there's someone watching Alpesh who, you know, it's the first time that they're going to look at look at investing outside of their own business. I mean, you did you did kind of touch on this early uh, earlier about the fund manager. But what, what kind of sort of key takeaways would you give to that person? Yeah, most people, they... They, they don't know where to start. And, and actually, there's a lot of good online brokers regulated by the FCA in the UK. You know, you've got everything from Barclays, Stockbrokers, Halifax, AJ Bell, Hargreaves, Lansdowne. There's a whole bunch of them uh, out there and they're reputable. And, and all you do, and they make it so simple to open a, a, an online ISA, just like you open a bank account, you buy the money across, and then you find what you want to buy. Like I said, my, my rule tends to be 15 stocks, 12 months, and then review. Uh, and if you want to find out, well, how do I find all these things? You know, you said profitability, uh, growth, uh, uh, cash flow. The great thing about business owners is they know what these terms mean, okay? And if you want, the, the Yahoo Finance has a great free screener where you can screen all of these factors and say, well, I only want companies with this level of profitability, this level of growth, this level of dividends and whatever. And it allows you to scroll across and screen completely free. Uh, and it'll give you some names. That's a good starting point. Uh, you can get my book free, free. Okay, here it is. I've got a, got a copy. This I'll give free to anybody who's listening. It's on my website, alpishpatel.com, and you can download it. Uh, and it's a it's an international bestseller, but absolutely free uh, because I want people to invest. I want them to know this because I've seen it over the years since I wrote that, that, my God, people aren't listening. They're not, I mean, why should they? They've got better things. They're not all passionate about it the way I am. Uh, and, and so I really want them to know it's it's a heck of a lot easier uh, than they realize to, to pick and invest and save. And it's incredibly important because uh, you'll have a better nest egg uh, into the future. Well, thanks, Alpesh. Definitely some good advice. And anyone who do uh, does want a copy of Alpesh's book, just get in touch with us and I'm sure we can uh, arrange that. I just want to um, end uh, with a question about Brexit. Uh, I mean, you, I know you've written an article with the now uh, Home Secretary. I just want to get your view on the impact you feel Brexit will have on the UK uh, economy and investments. Yeah, so she was Employment Secretary at the time we wrote the article. It was straight after Brexit. She was obviously pro-Brexit. I was pro-Remain. And uh, I felt it was important both sides to, you know, we're going to have to work together. It's one United Kingdom. We're going to have to work together whichever side of the divide we were on. And the thrust of the article uh, was, you know, obviously I was on the losing side, as it were, but um, we're just going to have to be resilient, get through it and work out the best thing to do. Now, I could sit back and say, well, the government did this and the 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 uh, uh, the, the levers were like this and like that. That is just going to be a waste of my energy. I just need to make sure I look after my business. I look after my staff uh, and I grow no matter what is thrown at me. And guess what then happens? COVID gets thrown at me. Okay, and in 2008, it was the financial crisis which was thrown at me. And in business, and, and I grew up in a business family, you know, we had what was it, 14% interest rates under uh, Norman Lamont back in the uh, early 90s. They're always going to be stuff thrown at me. The only thing I can think of is building that resilience, sharing the problems, because God knows I'll probably wake up every morning feeling a total another failure and thinking, oh, God, I know they've got a whole bunch of battles to fight. But but sharing that with others. And I think the, the peer networks um, advert, you know, sort of makes that point as well, sharing that with others uh, uh, and getting through it together because we're in the same boat uh, and, and looking at the upside. Now, it's difficult to be optimistic sometimes, especially when this year. Uh, but, but one thing entrepreneurs are is they're warriors and they're fighters and it's in their DNA. And we've got to talk ourselves 
uh, into uh, getting into that mode and that fighting mode for it. And that was the thrust of uh, thrust of the article. It wasn't just sort of Chichillian bluster. It was the reality of a businessman that, damn, I'm on the losing side. I didn't want this, but I've got to survive. I've got to put food on the table no matter what, and I'm going to fight on. I think that's, that's a, a fascinating insight, and I think it will definitely chime with with our viewers who are entrepreneurs and businesses there. I just want to say really, really thank you uh, for your time today. Did you have a final uh, a word for, for, for our viewers? Yeah, like I say, anybody who knows global technology companies that, that might want to set up their headquarters in the UK, also do get in touch with me. I'm, I'm part of what's called the Global Entrepreneur Programme, as you mentioned, part of the Department for International Trade's Global Entrepreneur Programme, where we look for outstanding technology companies and get their headquarters here. We help get the entrepreneurs here. We help get the intellectual property here. We don't bribe them. We don't pay them to come over here. Uh, we just open doors and networks, like you said, you know, like, like with peer networks, using the power of networks to get those companies over here. So they're creating more jobs here, creating more employment here, paying more tax here, employing more people here. So yeah, that'd be the final word. If you guys know great, um, outstanding tech companies outside the UK that might want a headquarter here, please get in touch.